I'm a wildlife rehabilitator, and um, that's my background. I, uh, when I was very young, I knew I, I was really interested in animals, and it was really kind of selfish. I just wanted to be around them. I couldn't think of anything better, and that eventually grew into recognizing they needed help. And I always thought they were really important and valuable, and and had something to teach us. And as I grew up. I realized they were misunderstood and devalued and taken for granted. And so I think that kind of urged me to go into this field. I just always knew I'd be working with animals some way, but I never knew how it would happen. The International Bird Rescue uh, started in 1971 when there was a large spill in San Francisco Bay. And nothing was known about the care of these animals. I mean, absolutely nothing. And People collected all these birds on the beaches. Uh, it ended up being, they think, around 7,000. There were no records really kept. They just generally counted. And they put them in warehouses around the San Francisco Bay, and volunteers came in to care for them. And through all this really kind, well-intentioned effort, they killed pretty much all of them. And out of the midst of this chaos came Alice Berkner, who was the founder of this organization. And she was a, a registered nurse who had retired and raised her two children. And she got involved and all she saw was that it was mass chaos, a lot of emotional people, and no science or, or, and no management. And so she started the organization to see if we could care for these birds and to learn to manage people to do it in a collective, uh, smart way. And, um, and that's what started the organization. And then it just grew from there. And the first, I'd say 10 years was a major learning curve about how do you, eat, how do you handle a loon? much less wash it. We typically wash a penguin 100%, get all the oil off it, and then we rinse it with this heavy spray rinse that gets all the water out of it, uh, excuse me, all the soap out of the feathers, and then the bird swims, and usually within five, six days, it's waterproof, and if everything else is good, the bird's ready to go. We had that 15, 16,000, because some of those thousand were babies that didn't need to be washed, that had to be washed, and we knew we couldn't spend all that time. Penguins are really time-consuming to wash. You're scrubbing, and they're fighting, and it takes a long time. It took 45 minutes to an hour per penguin. We cut that in half by doing a complete wash and a five-minute rinse, but we made the penguins rinse it out in the pools, which wasn't, they weren't really happy about that because they had to go in cold water. So they would get in, take a bath, in less than one minute, they're out of the pool. And then every day we'd make them swim a little more and it was cold water, so we didn't want to push them. And before you know it, they're in five minutes. And, and we made them flush the, the soap out of their feathers. We would have bubbles on the water and all that. So that was an example of how we adapted the protocols to streamline and fit it. And I think because we did that in every area, we had success. What we tell people is we typically have a like 30 to 80% range of survivability in there. Sometimes much higher, we've had 100% on a few spills had pelicans and they did good. With the penguins, we typically see, we are our, 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 our colleagues in Central, uh, South America and Africa uh, see um, 80 to 90% of penguin survival in oil spills if it's done right. So it's all dependable. It all, it all depends on those variables and that's all I can say about it. Okay.